Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Today, I want to minister for a brief moment about unclaimed inheritance. Un- unclaimed inheritance. I use the word inheritance because I thought you would understand that a little better. I really wanted to call the message unclaimed freight. Unclaimed freight. And uh, you all know they, they got these kind of businesses in most cities, uh, where, you know, where they have, uh, you, you know, you, you go into the place and things not in necessarily coordinated. Don't even you know, you might have a lawnmower next to a, a kitchen sink or something. It's just unclaimed freight. And unclaimed freight, freight is cargo no one has claimed. Unclaimed freight is cargo that no one has claimed. And I'm here to declare today that there are many of you who are watching around the world. God has made cargo available for you, but you have delayed in your actions of claiming what is rightfully yours. And so today we're going to talk for a brief moment about unclaimed inheritance because as a child of God, you have an inheritance. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Amen. As a child of God, you have an inheritance. Go ahead. If we will, Father, I thank you and I praise you. They've already prayed. I've certainly been praying, but I just thank you that the spirit of God is causing us right now to come on one accord, to get in agreement. Somebody is desperate today. There are some casual lookers, but there are some who are desperate. And God, they have an attitude, Lord, I refuse to let you go until things in my life change. I refuse to let you go until you bless me. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you because you are a faithful God. And you know every situation. You know every circumstance. You know what we're in and you know what we're about to face. But you promised that wherever we are, you would never leave us nor forsake us. You would see us on the way to victory. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you for every angel that you have set guard on our behalf to keep us safe and secure. Then, Father, I thank you, Jesus, that you sent the great, mighty Holy Spirit who is the teacher right now. I yield to him that the Holy Ghost would have his way, that the name of Jesus might be lifted up and our Father might be glorified. And, Father, I covenant with you now. We covenant with you to give you all the praise and all the glory for every miracle, sign, and wonder that should happen in the lives of people all over the world. Jesus, we give you praise and we thank you right now. And the people of God said amen and amen. Let me have my first nugget up. We're going to go right on through all five and then we're going to get into the word of God. Let's say it together. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Come on, say it again. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Nugget number two. We are heirs of God the Father. And joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. That just simply means whatever the Father has, he's given it to Jesus. And whatever Jesus has, he's given it to us. Glory to God. Nugget number three. 
Inheritance can only be transferred after the death of the benefactor. Now you're beginning to understand why Jesus had to die. He had appropriated these things for us, but the only way we could take advantage of it, the person who gave it to us had to die first. And after Jesus died, on the third day, everything was done. It was finished. Everything was sealed. The Bible says on the third day, he got up. Glory to God. But he had to die first so that everything that was in the heart of the Father for you and I to have, Jesus made it possible. Can somebody say amen? Nugget number four, please. We receive our inheritance. Not only for personal benefit, but for the benefit of others. Blessed to be a blessing. Nugget number five. The Lord is our inheritance. Can we say that again? The Lord is our inheritance. Unclaimed inheritance. I wondered this morning, is there something that you need? something you know you're supposed to have and you haven't made claim to it. And so today, I want you to understand that God doesn't want any need in your life to go unmet. As a matter of fact, if you be willing and obedient, not only will your needs be met, but God promised that your desires would be satisfied. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's go to Psalms 116. Psalms 116. Hallelujah. Look at Psalms chapter 16 and verse number 5. Psalm 16 verse number 5. It says, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup you maintain my lot. Look what it said. Oh Lord, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. You are my portion, I'm sorry. Underline the word portion. Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. Underline portion. Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup, underlying cup, you maintain my lot. Let's look at verse six for clarity. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a what? A good inheritance. Now, now notice uh, there's a difference. Notice what it says, that there's, there's been a portion, that you are the portion of my inheritance. And then it says, and my cup, you maintain my lot. So what is the difference between a portion and a cup? My portion is what belongs to me. And it belongs to me whether I take advantage of it or not. My portion is mine. Come on, say it. My portion is mine. And notice the word of God says that God has given you a portion. So the portion is yours whether you enjoy it or not. It is still your portion. And then it says 
and a cup. My portion is what belongs to me. Whether I enjoy it, it is still mine. My cup is what I actually appropriate and make my own. Do you understand that? Well, let me give you an example. Um, I'm thinking of, of occasions when we would be sitting around at, at the table or the counter and, and my wife would, uh, would cook a certain meal and um, she would pile it on. I'll just use an example because most of the kids, they, they, like, uh, they like spaghetti and, and the meatballs, meatballs and spaghetti. And uh, when they were growing up, every now and then, uh, we would put, uh, what are those little small cabbage things? Brussels sprouts. And uh, nobody in the house was excited about Brussels sprouts. Uh, so my wife would, she would put a, a portion on, we have five sons, on everybody's plate. And I mean a large portion. And... Um, out of the five, uh, three of them would, uh, would, would consume the whole portion. But one of our children, I won't name them, one of our children uh, would get to the end and uh, there would still be a, a reasonable amount on his plate. And so what he would do, because, you know, in our house, the rule was, you know, you, you would eat what's on your plate. You, you know, before you could get seconds or anything, you had to eat what was, you, you had to eat your portion. So we had this one son who thought he was slick. Uh, when he would get, he would eat a certain amount and he didn't want to eat anymore, uh, he would take the rest of it and spread it all over the plate uh, to, to make it look like, you know, that he was finished. Uh, but it would still be, you know, spaghettis, you know, and, and me, if you, you know, put it all together, still a nice portion, but, but he would spread it all over the plate, uh, you know, and say, I'm finished, and, and just sit there. So, so my point is, in other words, he had, he, had, he had his cup full, but even though he had his cup full, there was still a portion left. In other words, the cup full just simply meant that he ate all he wanted or he ate all that he desired. But after he ate his cup full, there were still portions left. Are you following me? So a portion is always more than what you're able to put into your cup. So Jesus Christ, amen, listen to me. Oh, God, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could even ask or imagine. So when you ask God for something, he doesn't just give you a cup. He gives you a portion because when God blesses you, he has more than just you in mind. So when you get your cup full, that doesn't mean that you have consumed the whole portion. So the Bible says that God has given us an inheritance, a portion. Are, are you, am I making myself clear? So, so when my son ate to his full, to his satisfaction, he didn't consume everything that was on the plate. There was still a portion left. And I'm here to tell you today that with all that you have consumed in your cup, ooh, Jesus, there is still a portion left on the table. 
Glory to God. And on that table, there's a portion of healing. And on that table, there's a portion of breakthrough. And on that table, there's a portion of peace. And on that table, there's a portion of joy. And on that table, there's a portion of prosperity. And on that table, there's a portion of peace of mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That portion. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. You haven't, you haven't drained all of heaven's resources. Glory to God. And when you finish that portion, there's another portion. Glory to God. Is anybody getting blessed today? I said, is anybody getting blessed today? Say this. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, say it again. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful inheritance. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Here's the key. You must receive it and share it. Come on, say it. I receive it and I share it. Come on, I receive it. What is it that you receive? My inheritance. And I what? I share it. What are you sharing? I'm sharing my inheritance. We are heirs of God. Your nugget number two said that we're heirs of God the Father and joint heirs with Christ. In other words, Whatever the Father has given to Jesus, we have a right to it because we're heirs to the Father and we're joint heirs with Christ. All the Father has is ours. How in the world can we do without when we have a Father who owns and has everything? Ooh, Jesus. Jesus gained our provision through his life his sacrifice, and his atoning blood. Jesus paid a price for your inheritance and for my inheritance. And today, you may have a cup full, but there's still a portion that is left on the plate. And that portion that is available, maybe it is not for you, but it's for you to apprehend so that you can bless somebody else. Is that good? Hallelujah. So inheritance, listen to this, inheritance can only be transferred. So this inheritance that we enjoy today, it was transferred to us through the atoning sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever belonged to Jesus was transferred to us through his atoning death. Are you listening to me? An inheritance can only be transferred after the death of the benefactor. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 real quick. Romans chapter 5. It can only be transferred after the death of the benefactor. Oh, Jesus. Jesus was born to die. Hallelujah. And to come up out of the grave with all power and victory. Look at verse number 8. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. And this is what I like. In that while we were still in the club. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. In that while we were still shacking up. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. In while we were still cussing and fussing. 
and getting high and did not have God anywhere on our mind. But while we were in that fallen state, the Bible says that God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, while we were dirty and nasty and ungodly and unfit, in that condition, Jesus looked at us and saw us and still died. Hallelujah to Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see that? Why did he do it? He did it because he loved us. And in that love is an inheritance. There is a life that Jesus Christ want you and I to enjoy. And he paid a price. He paid the premium price so that you and I could have it. Hallelujah. And since he's paid such an awesome price for me to have an inheritance, blessed be Jesus. I, I, amen. I'm, I'm committed to having everything that God has made available to the people of God. Can somebody say amen? Jesus Christ died in order to transfer the provision of his inheritance to us. What is this inheritance? What is this inheritance that Jesus died to transfer to us? Listen, it's more than you just dying and going to heaven. Jesus paid a price for more than just that when you take your last breath, amen, you're going to be in glory with the Lord. He was not only concerned about your life in eternity, but he was also concerned about your life right now. And he paid a price so that you and I could enjoy the good life, the God kind of life right now. That's part of your inheritance. Ooh, Jesus. Can I deviate just a little bit? Go to John chapter 10. Let's look about this inheritance real quick. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Look at verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But look what Jesus said. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it. What? More about, That's part of your inheritance. Life is part of your inheritance. The abundant life is part of your inheritance. And if you don't have it, Jesus has already declared, if you don't have the life that I died and paid the price for you to have, the thief is stealing from you. And Jesus has made it clear that if you don't have it, it's not because I'm withholding it. It's because you have refused to, uh, to, to uh, uh, enforce the law of inheritance. That whatever God says is mine, blessed be Jesus, it's mine. Can somebody say amen? He then rose on the third day. Hallelujah. After the debt has been paid, whatever was needed to be paid so that you and I could be released from the clutches of the enemy, Jesus paid that price. Whatever price that needed to be paid, Jesus paid that price so that you and I could be healed in our bodies. Whatever price 
that needed to be paid. Jesus paid that price so that you and I could be delivered from drugs, so you and I could be delivered from bad thinking, so that you and I could be delivered from poverty, sickness, and anything that hell had to offer. When Jesus died and paid the price, whatever that price was that needed to be paid, it was paid so that you and I could live a life of peace, a life of joy, glory to God, a life of victory, hallelujah, so that we can live the God kind of life. How will the world know that this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how will they know that he is a good God unless they see the goodness of God resting on your life and resting on my life? Jesus paid a price so that you could have all of what he has. Hallelujah. Not some, but all. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I give you power. How did he give you power? He gave us power because he had power. And with that power, he walked over the devil and he defeated him. And with that same power, he's telling you and I, when the devil shows up with that same power, you walk over him over scorpions and anything that the devil has to offer. Sickness is of the devil. Walk on top of it. Amen. A stress is of the enemy. Walk on top of it. Discouragement and oppression. You don't walk over top of it to the glory of God. For if this power that raised Jesus from the dead, if this power is on the inside of you, then there's nothing that's going on in your life, pastor. There's no building that the God has said is yours that the devil can deny you. There's no property that God says is yours that the devil can hold it away from you. Everywhere your feet shall trod, God said, I've given you the land. Oh, God, hallelujah. And what God has given you There's no devil in hell who can take it away. Whatever is in God's hands, the devil's not big enough. He's not bad enough. He's not powerful enough to take it out of God's hands. And I want to thank God that we're in God's hands today. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want to encourage you today to turn yourself over to God and to trust him. Let's let's do this. We're close. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. One of my favorite books and chapters in all of the Bible. Look at verse 16. Romans 8 verse 16. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. Isn't that wonderful? That we are children of God. Isn't that a joy? That that my recreated spirit bears witness with the spirit of God that in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of my mistakes, oh God, I'm still a child of God. I still belong to him. We can understand that. Those of us who have children, when our children make mistakes and sometimes they break our hearts, but they're still our children. And and notice, no matter how mad they make you, you can't stay mad at them forever. They'll say something or they'll do something. And sometimes you have to go in the other room so you don't want them to see your expression. Come on now. 
Yeah, and I, I believe we're the same way with God. We done messed up real big, and then we come to God, and we'll say something. We'll say something in our praise. We'll say something in our worship. And, and, and God, I just, oh, God, there he go again. There she go again. I know what they've done, but my son Jesus paid a price for it. Hey, go ahead and get it. You, you can have it. Go ahead and go. It's yours. Now do right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Look at Ephesians 1 and 18, and I close with this. Turn yourself over to God today. And totally, completely trust in him. I'm talking to a, a pastor right now. I don't know why I'm on this, but I, but I do know uh, I got word the other day, another pastor uh, transition. And uh, during this pandemic, a lot of under shepherds, overseers have been under a lot of pressure. And sad to say, uh, too many of them have succumbed to physical death because of these uh, trying time that we found ourselves in. And uh, some of them were not able to maintain certain things. And it was just overwhelming to them. But I'm speaking to leaders today. And I want you to be encouraged because God has not forgotten you. And I'm telling you, victory is, is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're one praise away, Pastor, from a breakthrough. I, I know you don't feel like it. Your flesh is telling you no. But I'm telling you, you're one good Holy Ghost shout away from a breakthrough. Who Jesus? I, there, I'm talk, matter of fact, I'm talking to some people. You're one Holy Ghost shout away from a breakthrough, from whatever the devil has tried to paint a picture. It will never happen. You're denied, and you're going to continue to be denied. The devil is a lie. I'm telling you today. Yeah, yeah I know you shouted before. Yeah, I know you shouted yesterday, and I know you shouted last week. But I'm telling you today, as a man of God, you are one shout away. You're one pray. You're one Holy Ghost shout. You're one Holy Ghost dance in the prayer. I mean, right in the midst when it looked like it's the worst, when it looked like it's the darkest, when it really looked like it will never. Right in the midst of that situation, in that climate, you you break out and give God a praise and just begin to worship Him. And I'm telling you, there's going to be angels released on your behalf who's going to get involved in your affairs and they're going to turn this thing, glory to God, and it's going to come out in your favor. Hallelujah. 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 Are you in Ephesians chapter 1? Are you in Ephesians chapter 1? Look at the verse number 18. Ephesians 1, verse 18. Look what it says. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches. Ooh, come on now. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Oh, this is powerful. Notice, well, let's read it again. Let, let, let's read it one more time. Do we, we have time enough to do that? The eyes, look, look what he says. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Notice, notice, it is not the eyes of your mind. Notice in verse 18. 
It is not the eyes of your mind, but the eyes of your heart that must understand. Notice in the text, it is not the eyes of your mind, but the eyes of your heart. Look at this in verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. Notice it's not the eyes of your mind. It's the eyes of your heart that must understand. You cannot understand apart from the spirit of God. So, so in other words, listen now, this is going to help you. You may be the smartest person on the planet. You, you may be deemed the most intelligent person in the room. But, but you don't understand this with intelligence. So, so in other words, you can be the, the most articulate of reading the word of God, but just because you read it doesn't mean you understand it. And so you give your intellectual interpretation. But your interpretation is completely wrong because the word of God can only be interpreted by the Holy Ghost. Because only the Holy Ghost knows why what was written the way it was written and what it meant, and hallelujah, and the definition of his statement. And so the only way to truly understand the word of God, we need the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. Without the Holy Ghost, this is just like any other book. It had just become a book of statements, a book of facts, or a historical book. But the Holy Spirit makes this word of God come alive and makes it relevant in the year 2021. And if the Lord tarries, it'll be just as relevant in 2022 as it had been in the year 2021. The Bible says that the natural man cannot understand the things of God. They're foolishness to him. Why? Because these things that are in this holy book, they're spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. And we get understanding with the help of the Holy Spirit. Unclaimed inheritance. I'm going to pray in just a moment. But I want to pose a question to you this morning or this afternoon or evening or whatever time you're watching this broadcast. Unclaimed freight. I want to know today, is there something that you need and it is available for you, but it has just slipped your mind to go claim it? In the natural, uh, in these places that they call unclaimed freight, uh, you can go to those stores and everything in there, it belonged, it was made, it was assigned, it was purchased for somebody, but they didn't claim it. And so they bring all this stuff to a particular location and then you can go in and claim it, even though it was made for somebody else. And I want to say to you today, it's, it's a question. Is there some freight? Is there some cargo that have your name on it that you haven't claimed? If you're sick in your body, then you need to claim your cargo of healing. 
If you're disturbed and depressed, you need to claim your cargo of peace and serenity. Are you, are you listening to me today? If, if you're struggling and can't seem to make ends meet, then you need to claim your cargo of prosperity. Are you listening to me? Jesus purchased all of these things and he has allotted to each and every one of us a portion. And a portion is always more than what we personally can consume because Jesus Christ is concerned about you being blessed and you being a blessing to others. Listen today. The first cargo that you need to claim is Jesus Christ. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.